Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Right, the last episode of October, which in oh, it's a almost the end of Halloween already. In a normal year would be kind of a HHN recap. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do an HHN recap for whatever it was that we got this yeah, year. I guess Just, we'll call it a um HHN recap light. Yeah, of sorts, yeah. So we're gonna kinda go through that whole HHN timeline of like what the fuck happened this year. We're going to do our best. My dates are kind of all over the place, so I, I sort of have a timeline of, like, what stuff happened and when. And we're going to comment on certainly the stuff that we did get. We're not going to do as much talk about, like, the speculation maps, like, what came, what didn't. We're going to talk about what we actually got from this year, whether we liked it or not, regardless of would it be good in a non-COVID year? Do we want to see it in, like, a different format? We're going to talk about just for what it was. And we might add a like part where we just discuss: Are we gonna? Do we think we're gonna get it next year? Is it gonna yeah, stick it, around? Stuff like me, that. It's almost like a first reaction type deal yeah. when it comes to like how did how did we think they handled the season? Was it enough? Was could they've done more? And how do we feel about what they did manage to do? I mean, just off the bat, I think that we have to commend Universal for even pulling off yeah a couple houses. Yeah, no, um, that's that's one of my things where it's like. At the end of the day, it's better than nothing. The fact that they pulled it off was, you know, kudos to them, and it was done done well. Yeah. And we'll kind of discuss how each portion, like, fared sure. and stuff like that. But that's what we're going to talk about this week. So for beer, what I did, he's going to surprise me with something, which is <laughs> I was just slightly nerve nerve wracking. But hey, it's Halloween. We're all entitled to one good scare. Yeah. But so this beverage i think is a culmination of what we've talked about in october <laughs> oh, on our podcasts about our preferences and tastes and drinks and oh, beers and stuff like Jesus. that and i was at publix and i saw this on the shelf and it was on sale and i said that makes it even better and i said i know what i have to do i have to get this so we don't have as much like information about the brewery so we're just going to give you information that's on the can or we might search it but it's just more of a joke, I guess, inside joke. Now I'm really interested because so like, let's... you found this at Publix <laughs> yeah. and it's a joke beer. Beer is a loose term. Oh, even better. So we have, I'm going to hand the can over to Seamus now. Oh, oh God. <laughs> There's no way this is good. Ugh. There's zero chance that this is I good. Don't even, I don't even like what it's based on. Oh, God, this is going to be terrible. I mean, this is probably, I'm sure somebody out there likes this, but it's not going to be me. So what we have is 12 Fives Rebel Hard Coffee <laughs> is a limited edition pumpkin spice latte, oh. which we have oh, God. talked about our fondness for the all-powerful pumpkin spice. I, I like pumpkin spice beer. Me too. Not. Oh, me too. Oh. And I do coffee. Oh. I don't do lattes. I don't do coffee. I do alcohol. So, fuck it. I'm in. Oh, Let's man. see what this thing has. This is going to be terrible. And, and this is no shade at 12.5. I mean, you guys no. are making some good shit, but, like, 
I'm not a, a co- I'm not a coffee drinker whatsoever. I've never had really a you know we've had seltzers and we've had ciders and stuff like. That. I've never had a hard coffee. Yeah, this is just basically like your grandmother's like nightcap. Where she yeah. like used to like brew coffee and then dump like, like a, a half of, of Kahlua. Like, like, yeah, it dumps like a nip of Kahlua or some shit. I'm in it. hoping that it's pumpkiny, not as much coffee, but it has almost like obviously not going to have a stout style taste, but it'll have some sort of resemblance to that, obviously because of the coffee. So let's just let's yeah, let's crack this thing. Let's and crack see what it, it open is. and get it over with because this is not going to be good. That is an interesting sound. Oh, yeah, it smells like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it looks... It just looks like Kahlua. Oh, God. It's <laughs> it looks just, like chocolate milk. It's just chocolate milk and Kahlua, which... Oh. I actually might like this thing. I'm going to... I'm, I'm telling you when You're I hate gonna this. You're going to hate it. You can get another beer. I just wanted to get oh, the God, initial reaction. Oh, God, it smells reaction. so bad. See, for me, it smells pretty good. I, I like mean, the, again, but for you any, don't like coffee. Anyone so. who drinks coffee, I can understand why they would drink this, but... Oh, God. All right. Cheers, I guess. Cheers. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's not the worst thing in the world. It tastes... I don't taste any alcohol. No, it tastes like pumpkin chocolate milk. It tastes like chocolate milk with pumpkin in it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, do you drink those, like, Starbucks in the bottle shit? No. I mean, I feel like like that's what it it would taste like. Yeah, I know what it is. I mean, I drink iced coffees from time to time. I don't drink a lot of them. I have got, like, pumpkin spice lattes from... Starbucks before just in passing, but this is definitely. I mean, I'll drink the whole thing. I'll it's it's okay. I would never go out and buy these again for a four pack or whatever. I never sit down and and crack some hard coffee and watch some football. But nonetheless, that's what I'm doing tonight. Ooh, all right, yeah, it's definitely yeah that, mediocre. I'm, I ain't gonna be drinking this. I yeah, that much. You, you can, can have go, it. more than welcome. You can just it. pour it down the drain. This was a gag more than anything. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a real beer. Yeah. All right, we're gonna pour this while Seamus gets a actual beverage. <laughs> this will be poured right down the drain. All right, so let's try to step back into a little time portal of sorts. We're gonna go all the way back where times were shitty, but not as shitty before we got the disappointing news. This is when, like, kind of Twitter and HHN was all buzz, and people thought everything was all hunky-dory. And there was construction updates being floated around, and everything's going full steam ahead. That's what we were kind of led to believe. And then we got news that the Tribute Store was supposed to open. Supposedly it was Friday. It was July 24th. And then, so I, I got up, and I was at the park that morning ready you know there was the team members outside the tribute store was open i was like this is really cool the outside of the tribute store looks badass i can't wait to get in not only was i greeted with the news that it would not open i also was just on twitter and getting lunch and the news broke that hhn 2020 would be postponed for the year so obviously that was a the catalyst that kind of started everything that we got later on in the season yeah i mean i remember i think i saw it on facebook i think i because i follow universal's facebook page and they shared the message and yeah. i think you and i texted each other like oh no like oh great I mean, great great year to start a podcast yeah i mean well i mean <laughs> anytime's better <laughs> anytime is good is a good time to start a podcast yeah just saying but yeah i mean it was kind of kind of a rough a rough thing to to find out Especially, we were getting close, like you said. It was weeks to, away to the point at that where point. They, you think they would start announcing things, and we were kind of building up and building up and saying, oh, when are they going to announce the houses? When are they going to announce the houses? 
and then they just hit us with that. And I mean, not to go back to that discussion, but I think we both agreed that we expected it to happen yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Like we definitely had it in our minds that we wanted it to go on, but we kind of weren't surprised by it at no. the same time because it, it obviously the situation wasn't getting better, um, and they had to be they had to take the right route to see how bad it was going to be come the fall. And although obviously it's still pretty bad, they've I, I would say the Her- Universal has done really really well with its a crowd control and b staying on top of the you know distancing and making sure everyone's wearing masks and keeping people safe. Yeah, they're definitely sort of on top thing. of that. So I think that do I think that they looking back on it, do I think they could have rolled with it? I'm sure they probably could have. Do I think they should have? No, I think. What they did was the right move. I think they had to be safe with it. Um, But now at least they know going into next fall that if even if we're still dealing with the pandemic at the level we're dealing with it now, I think that they could potentially plan to open it. Yeah. Um, Knowing that they can handle the crowds. Again, I don't know how the numbers would work only as far as people are concerned, obviously yeah, how they been, bring they, people in and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And obviously they've only been open till five. So they'd have to open the park again at night, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Obviously next year is still a ways away. I mean, we're still yeah. talking a year away from, uh, from now, but yeah, and, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens in the world. We have an election. We have hopefully a vaccine. So hopefully that will kind of entice people to travel, which is really horror nights bread and butter right there because the Orlando crowd, obviously eats it up but you're not gonna you can only get so much from the locals yeah, and and let's not kid ourselves i mean a big chunk of the reason why they shut down for the year is because they knew they weren't gonna make the numbers yeah nearly back as to much make as... the money that it costs to put it on correct yeah i mean no obviously way. they will get people to show up but with the fact that it's travel was number. so limited this year yeah i don't i don't think that Obviously, health is the number one concern, but at the same time, they knew yeah, they knew they the weren't going to make the gate the, the gate revenue like they would have no. if it wasn't a pandemic. So that was all July twenty fourth, and then July twenty eighth, the tribute store opens. Has it really been that long? It's been that long. It's crazy to That's think that. That's insane to think about. I didn't think it, I didn't. Why am I thinking? It was like August when they opened it. Because it was a couple days after that cancellation. Because the whole thing, I remember, was the house is open. Or not the house, sorry. The tribute store is opening. The tribute store is opening. So I went over, checked it out. HHN canceled. Postponed, whatever. And then I can't remember if I went on the exact opening day of the tribute store. But I, I went fairly early. And upon entering it, this was back when it just had those two first portions. It had the bride's area. And then it had Jack's icon area. And in there, at the time... If I am remembering correctly, we had Fright Nights 91, we had HHN 2, we had 19 and 20 merch. So we had like the mummy merch and stuff like that. So we had posters, shirts, and then um, I think there was pins and glass, the uh, icon glasses. If I'm remembering correctly, because I know they, at one point, they just started like kind of releasing stuff randomly. Like we got the pumpkin shirt comic style book, like maybe like a week later and so on and so forth. But all in all, going into the tribute store the bride portion the prop setup and stuff like that it was cool but i really was pretty underwhelmed with like the universal merch that we got because i felt like most of it was recycled merch that was already available at yeah, the monster so store area i think that i mean again kind of go along with what you're saying i think that the merch this year i don't again this is coming from someone 
like I've said multiple times now, that obviously is newer to the event. Like, I know, I know what it is, but I've never really had the opportunity to come down and, and see it and buy the stuff in the past. So to me, I thought it was really cool to go back and see the, you know, historical shirts and the historical items that they had had, had for sale. And my guess is that this wasn't the entirety of what they had planned as far as oh, merch is concerned. Not. I think this is just stuff that they could conceivably release without, without giving away yeah. too much for next year. So I, I liked, I, I loved all the like past event style merch. I loved all that. It was more just the bride's merch. There wasn't much like universal monsters or bride. And, and now knowing what we know with that house being open, it seems like that was going to be a fairly prominent house due to the obviously successful nature of last year's house and how popular it was. I figured that they would have more in your face bride monsters merch. So that aspect of it was kind of meh. I think they ended up releasing like one or two shirts with Frankenstein and the bride on it, but it looked very much like the icon shirt. It was like that black with the red and white. And it was mm-hmm. like, eh, I, it's okay. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not breaking the that. bank for that. No, but all the other, like the past years and stuff, the culmination, I can't wait to see what next year brings because I'm assuming they would probably have, I, I don't want to say that they're going to get one for every single year, but they'll have some of the major years. And I'm sure there's some that they didn't put out. I'm sure it was more than just the six different years that we got or whatever it ended up being. But yeah, I mean, I would assume those are cool. Probably. There's a good chance that even they may have planned to do a certain number of years each. Like release it throughout the exactly. event. Exactly. So, like, you, you'd get, like, the first, the second, 99 or whatever. Yeah. And then they would release them step by step. And maybe maybe not. Maybe they're just going to have certain ones. But um, it would have been nice. To, I, I would have liked to get like a Lady Luck shirt. I know she's not yeah, really exactly but an icon it's that super cool. Remember, yeah. But I think the the icon and the the look of it of her was pretty cool, and I thought yeah. that would have been cool as a shirt. Yeah. So. so we'll see what next year. But overall, as far as like that first like week of the store, I mean, the store was beautiful. The whole icon area with like the stand and Jack, and I remember first walking into it. Obviously, still disappointed about Horror Nights not happening, but being like okay well we're, we're getting there we're getting something like get a little sneak peek and if i forget it next year i forget it and i'll be just as happy next year but the like pictures of all the other icons that were supposedly going to be in the event but are or you know were in the event because their pictures were there and you had such cool stuff with you know storyteller and the director and caretaker and there was an eddie in there and there was fear in there so this is all stuff to like really look forward to but I was just blown away from that store, especially that icon room. That's kind of what really was like, wow, this is this is what we were going to get. And taking it for what it's worth, it was done very, very well. Yeah, and I think, I mean, this is, again, judging from what I saw last year in the Tribute Store, I really think that Universal's ability to kind of morph the different areas of the park, I think we definitely are either A, going to get a lot of the same we're going to get this year, and I think it's going to be great, but I mean, just uh, even the the Beetlejuice area that they opened yeah. afterwards. I mean, I loved the Beetlejuice snake thing. Yeah, just like the light work, and the and prop stuff. work, and everything they, that they that they used in that room. I yeah, I really think that they outdid themselves with yeah. this store the versus, versus last year. Again, I haven't seen anything prior to last year, so I can't really judge it based on that. But I don't think Tribute Store was like I could be wrong too, but I don't think the Tribute Store was as big of a deal it's or become more of a big or if like the tribute store it might have been the first time last year or like the oh. second time like it was a newer thing so okay. I, I do expect that the next coming years that the tribute store is a very it's going to be a very prominent 
figure of Horror Nights. Which so, is good. Which is, I mean, it, it, it's kind of cool that yeah, one doing central that sort location. Of thing. And my guess is that probably for what they would have done and what they might do going into next year, and I think they did it last year too, if I'm remembering correctly. There are certain things that they sell in the tribute store that you can't get yeah. in other stores in the park. This year, obviously, because of the way it was, they were selling everything, everything. everywhere at all the stores and the kiosks out in City Walk. But I think that going into next season, you'll probably have specific things in the tribute store that we didn't see this year or we didn't get um, this year. Yeah. That was, like we said, late July, the tribute store opened. And then kind of through like late July, early August, it seemed like, Every couple of days or each week or so, there'd be like a new item that was like released. So that was when we kind of got this, the shirt you're actually wearing right now, the Pumpkin Lord yep. comic book comic style book thing, one. which was like, it, it tied in with the speculation maps of like, is this Pumpkin Lord? Is that a new icon? Is it an anniversary thing? Is it, you know, exactly what is it? And, and we didn't get the answers, but what we have from the image is awesome. I love that shirt so much, and it gives us such great characters. Still, we don't know where they would kind of fit into the event. If they would be a house, a scare zone, is he an icon, is he not an icon? That's the stuff we don't really know yet, but just for what it is, taking it on face value as a shirt and characters, they're both like top-notch, badass. I'm, I'm in on all of those, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then... This is where things start to kind of heat up a little bit. August 19th, HHN official Twitter releases a tweet saying, did you miss me? So that got everyone kind of swirling again. Yeah. And it gets, you know, unfortunately gets your hopes up. And then we get the news that the third room of that tribute store is Beetlejuice and it's going to be opening. Yeah. So late July, August 21st is when the Beetlejuice room opens up in the tribute store so that caused another whirlwind okay that confirms beetlejuice was at 2020 maybe 2021 we'll we'll get there in a bit but beetlejuice was going to be a very prominent figure and i was not disappointed by this section of the tribute store this was the the cherry on top this was amazing props and i don't know if maybe it wasn't as prop heavy before they canceled the year. Like maybe they went into the house and pulled some of the props to put them into the store to make it elevated a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the merch itself, like the shirts, the hats, the face masks. Yeah. Th- there was a whole bunch of stuff. And it yeah. was, and I think, really cool design because it wasn't, I liked it because it wasn't movie and it wasn't the comic, like TV show. It was like their own artistic take yeah. on Beetlejuice. Yeah, it was really kind of cool. And come to find out, so Warner Brothers owns the rights to Beetlejuice. They obviously licensed it to Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, the fact that they had the luxury of kind of doing their own thing with them, yeah, which is surprising not, a little bit. Yeah, which is not common with when when you lease or when you license a certain property out. Um, so yeah, I like that story. I think that's when they opened the snack bar too, right? And they yeah, so they started opening up like um, they had like candies and gummies and correct. We yeah. had like candy. We 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 had a couple of them. Um, and we can hit on those because I only had them once or twice, and they were fun. It was gimmicky. Is it something I went back specifically for? I was like, ooh, I need that sour gummy heart. No, but it was cool. It tasted fine. I, I wouldn't be rushing back. This isn't like pizza fries or twisted taters or anything like that. That's not something that I'm just breaking the gates right, down to get. Right, exactly. So on that end of the Beetlejuice 
room. I'm not even going to tie it into the room because they don't. It doesn't affect my take on the room at all. But the candies and and assortments of like Halloween goodies, it's whatever. Take it or leave it. I really could care less on either end. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. The food part of it, it's fun. Yeah. Even even at the regular event. But it's not the thing that I go for. No, it's um, it, it's low on the list for sure. Right. It's you know like house is scare zone, beer, 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 merch, take my money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I've had six beers. Yeah, let me go buy this like yeah, stupid little gummy thing. Let me go eat something because I'm probably gonna be drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so September 9th, this is when house permits are kind of leaked out onto Twitter. I forget what source, but it is public domain when these like house permits kind of go out through the city of Orlando, and these two were approved. So it kind of got everyone talking yet again. It seems like this is a common thread throughout the year where it's just, it's so like last minute because whether you're afraid to make the decision or they don't know if they want to make the decision or can they legally make the decision of, you know, opening a house, opening this, opening that, everything is so last minute that when you start to see these rumors swirl, it just kind of all of a sudden happens. So these house permits came out on September 9th. And then mid-September, we start seeing queue lines in house entrance rigs put up. There's two of them. So that gets everyone wondering. Because at this point, when you see that stuff, you have to see the writing on the walls. That a house or two houses, however many rigs are out there, opening is imminent. Because there's right. no reason to have that out there yeah. for for anything. There's no reason for it to be like staged Correct. or whatever. Yeah, there's no reason to have them unless you plan on having... Yeah, a queue of some kind. Exactly, especially since I, I believe they were out to begin with, and then got pulled when the event was pulled, and then now two mysteriously came back out. So that yeah, I was don't remember like, if I saw any of them before they announced they were closing it, but I know that I saw the like pictures on queue lines and on stuff social yeah. media about like, oh look, there's the portals are up. Like, oh, what what is this all about? Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course I asked you, I was like, hey, does that mean they're gonna open up a house or whatever? And I don't know. I mean, obviously, you're the guy that follows a lot of the up-to-date news on it. Yeah. So I come to you when I see things. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I was kind of excited when I saw it. Yeah. So, I mean, right there, that was like, okay, here we go. We're going to get something. Like, at this point, it's mid-September. We're closing in on that Halloween-style feel. You got one month of it left. What are we going to get? And then it comes out late September. I think it was like the 20th or the twenty, the 19th or something around there. That was when they announced, kind of out of nowhere, just boom, we're doing Halloween fall activities. I don't know the exact verbiage they used, Mm -hmm. but they announced the Revenge of the Tooth Fairy and Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. They also announced that was when they had the Skeleton Bar, HHN Food is going to be available, the the Scarecrow Stock, and that was kind of the announcement of, oh, something's going on, we have... Whatever people are calling it, HHN Light, Diet, HHN, Horror Days, all kinds of various names. But it was yeah, just kind they, of the fall special. Yeah, I don't or know if they ever had like a. Did they had. Did they come up with like a? I don't think they did a moniker name or, anything. or anything like that. No, for, I think they, just everyone, all their fans had a certain name for something. Yeah, they for called it. it like Fall Activities or something, something very generic. Right. But they announced they would be opening these two houses, and they kind of gave you the storyline of it during normal park operating hours, so no additional ticket needed. And that's when everything kind of went crazy. I remember that first weekend seeing it on Twitter. I was like, there's no way I'm going to yeah, opening the weekend. I, I don't even go to on the weekends in general just because it's ridiculous. Yeah, it gets crazy busy. I just don't feel like dealing with it. And there was a lot of issues, rightfully so, with like virtual queues and getting there and the houses being filled up at 
you know, 10 a.m. They're done for the day and all right. that stuff. And I was like, ah, I'm, I'm, I obviously want to get over to see these houses, but not that bad. There's very few things in life that I will deal with that amount of people. And like, you know, normal HHN nights is, is fine because it's the whole park. It's spread out and it's still not a full capacity park. Yeah. Whereas on a Saturday, Sunday, Universal is at capacity. Well, I mean, my wife, she asked me, she's like, hey, they're opening them on this on this weekend. Are you going to go over there? And I laughed at her. I said, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not going to do that. Because I will wait. I said, I said, I said, I said mark my words, Saturday morning, we're going to get the message that the park is at capacity by about 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, and behold. by about 10 o'clock in the morning, it was at capacity. And I was like, I told you. Mm-hmm. I mean, this just... It's hard enough for me to get ready and get out of the house with all the kids and everything else yeah. um, before a certain hour. So the doing fact it all the time able for to just leave. Yeah, that's is, not is happening. It's just goofy because it would never have happened. No. So let's talk about these houses now. Let's give our full reviews on these houses because we've now done these multiple times. So disclaimer: um, I am a bad HHN <laughs> fan, and I did not find a chance to get over and actually get through the Tooth Fairy before this episode. I would like to try to get there on Saturday, the last day. I'm assuming they're closing them. I forget Halloween. when. So we, we posted on Twitter and Instagram today and stuff. We're at the park. And I don't know the official end date, and that's shame on me, but I know it's closing in on it. So that's why I went over today to try and get in my last-ditch efforts. If I end up getting back over there before they do close, then, then, then good. But I am in the mindset now that I've gone my last time to these houses for this year. And kind of that's that. I did watch the YouTube videos of it a little bit. So I, I kind of understand what the house entails. I am going to try to go over and see it um, this weekend. And who knows, by the time you're listening to this, I may have already gone through it. And it yeah. might be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I knew kind of going into it that this was going to be my favorite house compared uh, out of the two. Out of the two, yeah. Um, but I did go through, I did get to go through the, um, the uh, Frankenstein's monster one wife of frankenstein and i actually brought my oldest with me she was she's 12 oh, nice I, I didn't think how'd she, she do there yeah she i was, didn't know she... she i mean i couldn't really tell because she made me lead so she, yep. i'm pretty sure she was like burying her head in my backpack um yeah but who knows i mean she didn't scream like she okay. didn't outwardly scream i mean she probably was scared but i mean that's a plus you never know i may have a a mini me following me around the park <laughs> next 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 year but yeah i mean if you want to start it with that one yeah at least let's that's go. the one that yeah at least start with the one that I've been through, and we kind of talked about it a little bit. I don't know if it was last week, week before. And I will say that I didn't hate the Frankenstein's wife, the wife of Barter Frankenstein house. I just didn't quite understand the story they were going for. Mm-hmm. I felt like all the scare actors, they looked like, at least to me, it looked like they were all the mad scientists. Yeah. Which, okay, um, I, I get it, but I didn't get enough of, like, all right, it's called The Bride of Frankenstein. What are we trying to to accomplish like what are we getting at yeah here? and that was me the first time i'd gone through and then i kind of looked a little bit more in depth and i think it was maybe just because i that first time i went through i, I was in the same boat i didn't get the story initially and i wanted to so i did some research i kind of followed up on a couple things and pretty much the storyline was frankenstein is dead the bride needs blood of the bride of dracula to kind of revive him. And then it just kind of goes through there. So when I went through the second time, I got that story a lot more. So right when you walk in, you see like the castle wall on your right and you can kind of look through the holes. Correct. And if you look through, there's a video, black and white video playing of like the castle being destroyed. And then enters that first part where 
Frankenstein is laying down dead underneath this giant wooden beam. Yep. With the bride screaming, you know, he's dead, he's dead. So that's kind of kicking off the story. And then progressing through one of the next rooms, I remember hearing over the speaker, like, I need the blood, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, I get it now. So there was a lot of scientists, but then all those other secondary characters, I'm assuming were those the Bride of Dracula, because it was very vampire-esque. And the first time I went through, I didn't understand what that character was. So it kind of pieced together a lot better. So the second time, I enjoyed this house a lot more. And I I do hope I can go over and do it again. Like I said, it'll be just a little bit extra on top if I can. But if not, I at least got to enjoy it for what it is for what we got this year. There was definitely a lot of areas in this house that you could see were going to be a different version of a scare. There was like little doorways that were different colors that clearly a character was going to come out from there. There was, like I said, that entrance where there's holes and you could like see through and see a TV screen. I would anticipate like hands coming out of those holes at you. Probably, stuff like yeah. that, like monster hands, Frankenstein hands. Yeah, I think they suffer. I'm mean, obviously suffered from having to be behind all the plastic. So yes. I, I think one, this is kind of proof that you really have to go through a house more than once to really understand what is going on. And yep. I totally get that. So I'm not faulting the house mm-hmm. for, the, for me not understanding what's going yeah. on. It's just that I didn't initially get what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but after you explain it, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. And but you're right. There's definitely parts in it that you feel like there was supposed to be somebody here. And it was like kind of a a, a gap between scares yeah, or almost, whatever. Almost a gap, somewhat. Yeah. I mean, although I still I still liked it. I didn't hate it. I yeah. just wasn't my favorite of the two, <laughs> and I didn't even get to go through the other ones. Yeah, I, I like I liked it a lot better the second time. I still prefer Tooth Fairy over yeah. the Brides. It was a great house. I understand why people love these houses. I really hope that we get this house next year in its full glory, so to speak. Because I think the potential, I think it can raise the bar a lot from what we got this year. I think it, yeah, I it think can kind of go from situation. you know like a, a six to like a nine. I Correct. think there's a, a big gap that we're losing because of the way the scares have to work. Right. I think with Tooth Fairy, we don't get as much drawback from the ability to scare. I okay. think the way they scare is pretty much how they were going to scare in right. the house in a normal year. So let's get into the Tooth Fairy house then. Because that facade is awesome. Yeah, um, I didn't really get that from yep. the so the in- video. Yeah, but I'll let you kind of explain it. Yeah, and I can kind of give you what I thought so of it the, from what I saw. The beginning, when you're walking down, obviously the long curtain hallway. There's banners up top that it's like Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, blah blah blah, and you get this really like old timey story playing over. It's like it's like um like a children's book where it's like little Timmy lost his tooth and he didn't want to give it to the tooth fairy. And this is very much like that. And Otto's over like a little kid voice saying, no, you're not going to get my tooth. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> so it, it goes on through there. And essentially the storyline of this is this little kid didn't want to give his tooth to the tooth fairy. So in turn, the tooth fairy killed his entire family and oh. turned them into fairies. Why not? So, you're walking down, and then the the entrance, the facade of this house is black and gray, almost pop up book style, yeah, like bookwork. It, it looks like tale. yeah, fairy. It kind of is like a like a Doctor Seuss, like the Doctor Seuss ride, where it has like all those like mm-hmm. it's made to just look like a yeah. paperback book. Just, yeah, right. Yeah, but it was just awesome the way they've done done facades in the past, where it's like building entrances and stuff like that. 
it hasn't as much been this like in depth i'd say you know it's just an exterior of a house or whatever whereas this one was actual moving figures and whatnot and that kind of leads you into the house itself so that's cool yeah it's so yeah i i definitely think i can see where you're coming from it definitely gives you that winnie the pooh ride storybook-esque feel to it again i couldn't really quite get from the video exactly what was going on but i did understand the it's a story about a little boy loses his tooth you know and and obviously the fairy the 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 tooth fairy is not a not a good fairy yeah not too happy on the fact that she's not getting Um, teeth now but the visuals were pretty came through pretty well i would assume that most of the scare actors were were some sort of fairy of some kind if i remember correctly or if I if I if I saw it right, um, but I did like the makeup work in this in this one yeah. with the people with the missing like with the mouths all yeah. being messed up and stuff. Yeah, that was really cool, uh, and I think that's definitely that's why I want to try to get over this weekend and, and do it because I want to see it up close. But from what I could tell from the video, it looked like it had better makeup work than the other one, and yeah. that's only because I think I think Universal has a lot more leeway when it comes to their own their own ideas, and they can do whatever they want. Yeah, and it can be a little bit more gory or risque or like adult Mm -hmm. then you can get with other ips because ips have to kind of be stuck with whatever the ip allows yeah so yeah i think this one's cool question for you about this do you think that going forward universal is planning to do more like fairy tale houses as like a theme or is this like a one-time only well that's the thing too is it's they've done the scary tales before where this kind of feels like it, but it doesn't have that moniker of like scary tales presents the revenge of the tooth fairy, but it does feel that way. So I don't know if they will kind of run with scary tales more, or if they'll just let them be standalone houses and kind of draw from different fairy tales. Because we discussed probably in one of our first episodes the possibilities because when it first was on the speculation map it was just called fairy tales or something like that right yeah so we speculated through all kinds of different fairy tales that were all definitely creepy and could be so i think what they could do is just over time pull from those one story at a time whether it's public domain or not i mean they could do something kind of like that we've talked about it before but rumpelstiltskin style jack and the beanstalk stuff like that that would make a great house but you don't have to necessarily like keep it under the umbrella of you know quote unquote scary tales or anything like that. And you can kind of just do it as a standalone story, much like Revenge of the Tooth Fairy was. But all in all, the Revenge of the Tooth Fairy I loved. I love the props in it, the tiny little actors. I don't know where they found that many just short people, but it was a common theme throughout there. The props. I, my favorite thing still is there's this one prop of. I think it's either the butler or the dad or something. He's like hanging up and he's kind of shaking. And they have the audio of him just like, oh, and he's kind of strung up from his teeth, like pulled up, like his mouth mm-hmm. is like ripped open and stuff like that. That was badass. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. But overall, I did really enjoy this house. I don't know where this would have landed on a average year. I don't know exactly. I think with the bride's house, I could find more specific spots where a quote-unquote normal year scare would be whereas in this one there wasn't as many i think they were in the same places but just with barriers which kind of gave it away but i think a lot of the scares would have been similar so i don't think that they were affected as much as brides was so all in all i'm glad we got these two houses it gave me something to do it gave us something to talk about 
and it gives me something to look forward to moving forward because the next question is do you think we're going to get these houses next year are they going to replace these are they going to get taken down that is a good question i think initially i thought yes i thought they would probably hang on to it but i think the more i've thought about it they're not exact they're, they're obviously not properties that universal has to worry about as far yeah. as like retaining licensing, licensing or anything yeah. like that um they're their own properties i think the more i've thought about it i think that they might kind of say we did those this year kind of for our for to give you guys something yeah. you know a little bit of a taste but now we want to do some new stuff mm-hmm. i don't know if you will get them back to me it almost feels like if they did do that they didn't have the time or the resources to rethink of two new ideas mm-hmm. my thought was is the, well, my thought now is more of that they realize that we can it won't be that hard to replace two houses those are two properties that we can we swap can, out. We can try to swap yeah. out with something else. So I don't know. I, I think I'm leaning more towards that we won't see them next year. Yeah. Um, which means if you haven't done either of them and you're in the area, I would get over there and see them as before they come, go away because you may not have a chance next year to see them. Yeah. Selfishly, I at this point, I would rather trade those in for two new houses versus going through them again without the restrictions just because I'm like, I just like seeing all new stuff. However, if they did come back next year, I wouldn't be disappointed. I would honestly, I don't want to say they'd be the first houses, but I, I would probably put that on the top of my list to revisit j- just to see the difference. Yeah. Not as much anticipation, but also because they'll probably be the shorter lines because a handful of the group of people that are at the Horror yeah. Nights event will have gone already. I think the only reason I could see them bringing it back is because of the fact that they had they had to kind of shut everything down and a lot of their fans didn't get a chance to come down here and see the two. Yeah, they um, don't want to like so piss maybe, off the outsiders. Right, not even so much that. It's just like they want to make sure to give everybody a chance yeah. to, hey, Disappoint you know, them, yeah. Yeah, you can go back and see it. So I don't know. I think it's a toss-up. Yeah. I still think I'm leaning more towards them not doing these two next year, but I do think that there's a chance that they will bring yeah. it back. And I think the biggest thing, too, that neither of us have the answer for is what is going into those build. What, what do these buildings do throughout the year? What is their plan? Do they need to empty these at any point? Because if they do, if they have to deconstruct these, there's no way they're going to deconstruct it and then construct it back up for the same thing. If they have to do, if they have to pay the price of constructing a house then I would think that, yes, they would go with a new house instead of just putting the old one back I guess back it would in. just depend on what they use the buildings for. I mean, they're they're both in like backlot buildings, so they're not in, they're not in like, buildings they use every day for anything, as yeah, far as I can like tell. Yeah, they're just, like, studios. Um, they could be active studios, but they yeah. could also be storage, too. Yeah, and based um, off of what's filming now, I mean, I don't... Right, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, how much, I mean, how much do they honestly film on park property? Probably not often because I don't. I don't. Again, I don't. I'm not. I'm not privy to like what's filmed over here and versus what's filmed in Hollywood mm-hmm. um, for Universal. So it, it, who knows? My guess is that if they are going to keep them, then they're just going to keep them built. Like, there's no reason yeah. to tear it down and then rebuild Correct. it again. Yeah, they would just keep them built in the buildings and then shut to take away the queue lines. That's why I think that if I think it's part of me why I'm, I'm thinking that they are going to just kind of say. We did them this we're year. Done, yeah. We're done with them for, for going forward. Start fresh. And then start fresh next year is because they may need those buildings for some reason. Yeah. And if they do... They can use um, them. Yeah, they're going to have to take that stuff down anyway. So who knows? Again... Yeah. Time will tell, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I can't... I, I, don't, I don't have a straight answer. Obviously, it's not the answer people want, but like... 
it is what it is. <laughs> the yeah, whole year has been knows? rumors who and knows? speculation. Right, and, and again, I, I, would I care if they had these two again next year? No, I think, I, like you said, I think I'd want to go through them again. Yeah, just to um, see that Just difference. to experience them again and maybe experience them, you know, at an actual HHN event and get the whole vibe of just being there rather than doing it during the day. Yeah, because it is, is a different little, feeling. It's definitely a little weird. Like, little oh, it's a 11 a.m. time to get scared. You know, it's like, eh. It's definitely different, right? It's fun, but it's... You know, it's not. It, it, it is and it isn't. You know, and, and, there's upside down. And again, this is going to sound awful, and I don't mean it to sound bad, but like when you're there during the day, there's obviously a lot more families. The parents yeah. drag their kids through it, and it obviously there's certain kids that get dragged to these things. They shouldn't be dragged through them. Oh, yeah. Um, whereas when you're there at the HN, HHN event, there's pretty much just HHN fans. Yeah. So it's you and yeah. a bunch of people that are just all in yeah. it together. Uh, and they're there for a particular reason. So, I don't know. I, maybe that's just selfishly my thought on it. Nah, but. That's what I say, too, because I'd rather be surrounded by everyone that listens with HHN shirts, not a bunch of shitty little kids wearing Minion shirts. And I just – it's the crowd that really makes HHN such a good event. You know, it's almost like a camaraderie-style thing. Everyone there, because it is a a separate ticket you have to purchase that – Nobody's showing up there like unsure of what it is. People are there because they love horror. They they're there because they love being scared. They love horror right. nights. It's not the random family from you know Wisconsin that is just you know shuttling their their eight little crappy kids around in the middle of the park. And I'm like, oh, great, get out of my way. I'm trying to go see the Tooth Fairy. But yeah, so as far as what's going to happen next year, who knows? So we got two last little things that have still been on our timeline. October 24th, recently, Universal released a video announcing, I guess, quote-unquote announcing, I, they didn't confirm it, but they showed, like, the inside is weird. It's a gray area. When did they release this video? October 24th. Oh, you just, duh, you yeah. just said it. So it was literally, like, last week. <laughs> yeah, so last week, they released Puppet Theater Captive Audience. And the, in, in, they were wearing masks in this video, so this is yeah. after I think the whole thing kind of yeah. went down. So, I can I think I think you can look at this as a as House an announcement. announcement, maybe their first announcement yeah. for twenty twenty one. That's what obviously I think so. it's cheating a little bit because they've already built it for this year. Yeah, but it I think you're right. I think I yeah. think it almost confirms this house mm-hmm. for next year. And then so this takes place of what on the speculation map was called Mannequin Theater. I'm assuming because it's just the closest thing, and that was on the very top of my hype list I believe it was for what I'm most excited for and just from this video it did not disappoint so the whole backstory of this is it takes place in a theater in San Francisco and there's this old English theater traveling group that is there you know putting on shows the theater itself collapses keeping all of the people inside and then that's when all the actors and everyone starts going crazy so with all their old school like victorian style attire those old style like shakespearean outfits they have that old school theater mask where it's um you know comedy sadness and madness they have all that stuff tied in and what it is is the theater group ends up going crazy and turning all the audience members into little marionette puppets and stringing them all up. So if you haven't seen the video, if you want to be spoiled, because we were, we wanted to have something to talk about, go watch the video, because 
this is probably still kind of creeping up onto my number. You know, it, depending on what gets announced for next year, this is still going to be on the top of my like hype list. Just from seeing that video, I was so, so excited. And I typically, in a normal year, wouldn't want to see previews. Like, I don't like seeing the houses beforehand, but the fact that I have to wait a whole year, A, I will probably forget because <laughs> I have a terrible memory. Right, exactly. And, and B, I felt that it was just kind of like I deserved it. Kind of a pat on my own back, like, you know, here, here, boy. You didn't get HHN, but we'll give you this little <laughs> video. That's That was kind of how I took it. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to spoil myself a little bit. So I am super excited I think for that one. There are, there are certain things in the video that are a little bit of a wink, wink, hint, hint. Yeah. A little bit of like some Easter eggs dropped in there. Oh, like, yeah. like, obviously it goes kind of through what the puppet master house would have been. The mannequin theater house would have been. And I thought that it looks awesome. So like, even though, yeah, it, it's kind of a spoil for us. I definitely think that that room, it just, it looks so cool. Like yeah. they, and like they said it themselves in the video that like some of the effects work is some of the best they've done. And, I really do think it's one of the, like I, I hope that this one lasts going into next year. Yeah, and this is an announcement for it um, because I do want to see this one up close. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And now that brings us to the most recent news, which up until this point we have talked strictly on things that had happened, but we would be remiss to not at least acknowledge the potential. There's been rumors, I guess supposedly of the Beetlejuice house opening for this weekend. How true all of these murmurs or rumors are, you know, that's just all he said, she said at this point. So I feel like we've commented enough on rumors at this point. If it's open for this weekend and this weekend only, I'm not going. I will save it for next year. There's no way they open a Beetlejuice house for two days during this during the season just to not bring it back next year. So if they if they have it, they're opening it. It'll be there next year. I'm not worried about missing it. It's such a strong IP that they're not going to like open for 2 days and say we're deconstructing it's not here next year. Right. Um I think I, we were talking about it off off the podcast and I had asked had you heard anything about it? You said there's a rumor, but you said there's also a rumor that Warner Brothers said that they can only retain the rights to the license if they open something this yeah, season somebody had posted that and again who knows who this person is or what their relationship is whatever supposedly what was posted was that warner brothers was kind of trying to strong arm them a little bit saying they need to open it at least for which i guess makes sense because it's halloween weekend but they need to open it at least once if they want to retain the rights for it for next year so with that being said We'll see if they push back. I mean, it's such a bizarre situation, if that's true, because they have worked with Warner Brothers in the past so often on many other properties where it's like, I, I don't get what the big deal is out of opening it for two days. Maybe it's the publicity that Beetlejuice or that property is missing because of the fact that it's not open. We'll see. Like I said, if the house is open this weekend, I'm not going to make it. I'm working on Saturday, Sunday, I'm watching football. I'm not. I'm not rushing over to Universal at 7 a.m. just to go through the Beetlejuice yeah. house. I'm sorry, but no, neither am I. I mean, like I said, I do want to get over there Saturday night to sort of do the two thirty house before they close everything up. If it is open, yeah, we'll see how long the wait is. Yeah. Maybe I'll get in there and do it. But if it's a long wait, I'm probably not going to bother. No, I'll, I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy it next year. I got my fix of, you know, I got my little sprinkling of 
what I had to get to get through this year, and that was Tooth Fairy and The Brides. I am okay with that. I've obviously had to come to terms with it because it's now already the end of October, and we're a few months away from hopefully getting some announcements towards next year and whatnot. So that was our HHN 2020 recap. Woo! That was a crazy season. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, it's crazy. There was, for as little as there was, there was a lot. And I think we should be, I guess, thankful yeah, for what I we think did we get. Yeah, I think we should be grateful for what we did get. I mean, I know it's it's like, you know, for everybody that doesn't live in Florida, it's kind of shitty. Yeah, we, we, we apologize nothing. that it sucks for a lot of you guys that had plans to come down here. And if you didn't manage yeah. to come down here or you had to cancel your plans because of it, it sucks. And I feel awful for you guys. But for those of us that are here and, and we love a little the taste. event, I mean, it was nice to get a little bit of a, a feel for the for the season, yeah. even though it was during the day and it wasn't night. And there wasn't yeah, so I mean, but hey, I'm not going to say you were missing anything. That's, I mean, you really didn't miss much. If you're a local, yeah, it's fun. The houses were cool, but it's, it's nothing to write home about. Pack it in, wear your mask, stay safe, and, you know, HHN 2021. Is right around the corner. Yeah. So and my guess is they'll everything they plan, like we talked about before, everything they plan for thirty will probably happen next year. They'll be like Halloween uh, HN thirty in Yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna be like a giant anniversary year. We have a year to get everything kind of in line. Like we said earlier, hopefully there there's a vaccine at that point. Hopefully travel opens up a little bit more. Hopefully that it's a full fledged event and I, I have optimism that that will happen seeing as we're already eight months removed from all this COVID stuff. We are still, you know, eight months away or so from the next event. There's plenty of time for anything to happen. So we'll see what happens. If you are listening to this on Friday morning, check out our Instagram or our Twitter page. Cause I was at the park today, kind of towards close late afternoon. And if you follow our story or on our Twitter, I was hiding pins at various spots throughout the park today and i did a little video of exactly where i put it and i tagged the location so if you are listening and then you are at the park or you're heading to the park friday or saturday check out our instagram twitter and see if you can find some of those pins two of which were already claimed but i actually posted it and then like a minute later <laughs> <They> found it <laughs> a minute later i got a notification i was like holy shit i'm like i put it outside of the tribute store and i wasn't even done cashing out at the tribute store when i got a notification that they found it and it was cool is they actually found two of them. So we have the normal like button pin and then we have like a acrylic logo pin, which is super, super cool. Um, and again, throughout the year, if we're at parks, we'll let you know where we're going to be and we'll bring them. We're not charging for these. We just want to hand them out because they're cool. But the people, I forget, I think it's, oh, their Twitter, I think it's HHN Obsession. They are actually out of state. They were from a different state and obviously we're going to travel for HHN and they just didn't cancel their plans. They came regardless. So I'm glad that a listener actually got these pins. And I'm glad that... Shout out to people that live outside of Florida that are following us. That's wicked cool. I mean, it's really, really awesome that people like are following us enough yeah. to, to know that you did that. And, and be and be there at the right time, the right place. And it's just cool. I'm just glad that somebody found one that actually listens. So it wasn't like I was just throwing some in the trash. But I hit them in good little spots that hopefully they don't. people don't find and like throw away or anything like that so check out the page try and track these suckers down and if you find them tag us let me know when you found it because i'd be curious how long these things could stick around in the park all right next week 
we are doing our killer reviews. It is back on. Woo. So we do our killer reviews the first of every month. And we're going to do our best to theme these up around whatever is happening. Whatever the month is. So whatever next, the month so is. So next month is November. Our next holiday is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So we're going to eat some turkey, watch some <laughs> football, and watch a terrible horror movie. And I cannot wait for this. I'm so excited. Do you want to tell them what movie we're watching? We are watching. It's amazing. Thanks killing. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yes. The only stuff that I know about this movie, because I have not watched it yet, is it is a some sort of killer turkey. And that is the Dude, extent of it. And that's all I had to hear to be sold on it's, this. It's, on it's this legitimately one. a turkey puppet that kills people. I'm I cannot wait so for this excited. movie. This is like Leprechaun on steroids. Yes. Ooh, spoiler! That could be a, a good, yeah, that could be a good March. March That'd be a March killer review. So yes, yeah, so we are kicking off next month with killer reviews. Thanks, killing. So if you want to watch it ahead of time, and you can kind of play along with us and enjoy whatever ride that it takes us on. I literally can't wait for this. Oh, I'm excited. And I believe we are going to bring Kevin from Crafty Beer back yes. for another one. Yeah, so, so he's, he did ag- he's excited for this one. He did too. agree to do this with us. Um, this seems so, like it's right up his alley. Yeah, this will be the movie that I think, like, they obviously the last two we've done with them, yeah, they're pretty good horror movies, yeah. you know, good ones to kind of get your feet wet, but this one, I cannot wait. Yeah, and the, the first ones we did were good because they were, like, horror movies, but I like this trend that we're going to go on. We're going to match it to the yep. month or whatever's happening, and it's just yep. going to kind of tie it in a little yep. bit better for us. Maybe there's a month where we don't catch something and we do they won't something all be, based off an anniversary. But Yeah, and they will all be like holiday-themed movies, but... Whatever's happening that we'll month, whatever's prominent, you know, we'll we'll try our best to tie in. And I want to start doing more of these movies that are kind of obscure versus those, you know, big famous movies that, you know, everyone has seen, you know, Halloween 1, everyone's seen Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Those we don't need to do reviews of. Thanks Killing? Oh, Fuck yeah. I'm I in. I can't wait. And I just, I can't wait to see what the catchphrase is. There has to be an awesome catchphrase. Oh, like, you know there will gobble, be. Gobble, gobble, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that may be it. To I'm going to stuff that turkey. All right, guys. Well, until then, until next week, when we bring you Thanks Killing, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.